We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Welcome to the Roto-Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Wednesday. It's November 4th. It's 2020, and we're here to talk week nine of the NFL. I'm joined, as always, by my good buddy, Genie for 07. Grant, how are you doing, my friend? Oh, I'm doing absolutely fantastic. Another beautiful week of football here. Yeah, yeah. Really can't complain about anything. I had a decent week eight, seven, whatever week it was. I don't know. All time blends together at this point. Uh, but yeah, went pretty well. And so just now a bit of a heater, happy about football, ready for this week. So, um, I was, I always look at this slate. Like I, I start my research on Tuesday afternoon and then, you know, really look at it Wednesday morning before we start doing this. Um, I will say the first thing that I noticed about this slate is there's a, there are a ton of great plays. Uh, so like, I, I feel like this is going to be one of those weeks. It's going to be kind of hard to narrow down my player pool. So, um, definitely going to be paying attention to injury news and weather and everything that I possibly can this week to try to narrow down my player pool any way that I can. So, um, if there are some spots that it feels like we move fast through, it's because I, I feel like they're a great place and 
You know, I already have too many players in my player pool on Wednesday. So, um, I don't know. What, what was your first glance, first look, thoughts on this slate? Uh, yeah, it's pretty much there's a lot of great spots. And then a lot of spots where you just, you just want to entirely stay away from it. Like there's no point other than deep field GPPs. Like a lot of games have some decent game stacks, but the majority of it is just like either, okay, there's a, three good spots in this game, four good spots in this game, or there's almost none. But there's definitely a spots that I think will be slightly underlooked and a few spots that I think are going to be uber chalky. All right, let's get started with one of the better games on the entire weekend. Seattle Seahawks, Buffalo Bills, 55 total. Seattle's favored by three in this game. Weather looks good for Buffalo here. Um, obviously, we'll be paying attention more as the week goes along. I would love for this game to be in Seattle, but um, let's start here with the Seahawks. You know, assuming that Chris Carson plays Wilson Metcalf Lockett, like – you know, it's tough to figure out which one of Metcalf and Lockett, but they're all playing the snaps. Um, and, and the target share for the season is almost identical. It's just one. It seems like one guy has one big week and the next one, the other, you know? Yeah. And we just got news that Chris Carson won't test his foot injury until Friday literally came out a few minutes ago. Um, so yeah, I mean the running back situation is something to keep an eye on. Could be a decent DJ Dallas week, depending on how things go, but they also signed Alex Collins. In any case, can't, differentiate anything on the uh rb front here for seattle yet but yeah you mentioned it buffalo is supposed to be nice weather this week keep an eye on it but i'm just going to assume that the weather report right now is correct and so then it's wilson it's lockett it's metcalf we know exactly what is going to happen here he's going to throw to one of those guys this is the new godwin evans situation that we had all of last season here one seems to go off so i don't mind just throwing a rule into my uh lineup builder that one of Metcalf or Lockett in every single lineup. I don't think that's the worst idea in the world, but Lockett seems a little bit underpriced Metcalf coming off a big game. So probably going to be Lockett week. It's cheaper at 6.8 K, but that that's all I really want. I want Wilson. I want Lockett. I want Metcalf. Yeah. You know, when you're looking at it matchup wise, Metcalf should be shadowed by Tredavious white should be. Um, you know, they, they use Tredavious White as a shadow all the time, which leaves Lockett against like Terry and Johnson in the slot. And Terry and Johnson is not a good slot corner. So like this could easily be Lockett week. I don't mind even potentially getting a little, a little exposure to like a David Moore here, um, for, for large field tournaments just to be different. Like, and if I did more, it'd be like a Lockett more or a Metcalf more. It'd be like a Wilson two run back type combo stack. Um, if I was playing some David Moore, Buffalo Bills here, Seattle Seahawks allows the most fantasy points per game to opposing quarterbacks and opposing wide receivers. They rank 30th in DVOA against the pass. Um, it's hard not to like this spot for Buffalo. Yeah, Diggs Allen. Like, that's what it is. I don't mind throwing Beasley in there. John Brown, I think he was on the injury report this week, so don't really know with him. But Beasley, John Brown, Diggs, but Diggs being by far my favorite target. Josh Allen has not been the greatest in the recent four weeks. 
um, just hasn't played well. He had an off game versus the Jets, played two tough defenses in the Patriots and the Chiefs where he didn't end up passing a ton. And then Tennessee was also obviously a tough matchup there. But I think that people are going to be a little bit lower on him than he should. He was playing absolutely fantastic. He's had some tough weather games recently, and this is just a spot where the weather looks really good over in Buffalo. So I really like Josh Allen. I really like Diggs. That's what I'm going to be going with almost entirely. Diggs hasn't had great weeks recently. And again, it's because of the matchup. It's because of Allen's lackluster play. But this is a spot where the weather should be very good. And Diggs could have another one of those weeks like he had week two versus Miami and put up a 30-point outing. I like both of them. Diggs is averaging about 10 targets per game on the season. So this is just a perfect spot for him going up against Seattle. And it's just it's becoming a broken record every single week. The best stack is stack the Seattle game and it kind of worked out last week if you include Garoppolo and Mullins together so just because it didn't work out for Garoppolo last week who's terrible but gone for the season doesn't mean it's not going to be the same it's just the same every single week play Diggs play Allen and move on yeah like obviously we're gonna have to wait and see if John Brown plays doesn't look great if John Brown sits I think you can definitely bump up Beasley a little bit um but overall, like, this is a dig spot. Like, the running back situation is a mess. Um, you know, Zach Moss, a little bit more work last week. Singletary, a little bit more work before that. Like, I, I just – I think Zach Moss is the better, like, you know, running back as far as, like, the running game, and Singletary is the better catching back. So – but for me, it's Allen, it's Diggs. It's a great spot. And if Brown doesn't play, I definitely will have some – Beasley, some Gabriel Davis type of lineups as well. So John Brown makes a difference here. Moving on, we got the Bears and the Titans, 46 and a half total. Tennessee fair by five and a half. Uh, like anything here for Chicago? Nope. Nope. Allen Robinson's fine. Uh, it's that simple. It's it's not a horrible matchup from a defensive standpoint, but Chicago's kind of a mess right now. Um, if I'm going anything, it's probably Allen Robinson. Maybe Mooney if I really need to save some money, but there's a lot of other guys that are a lot cheaper um, than they should be so for me like I'm probably staying away from Montgomery uh, I'm probably staying away from most everyone here this is just going to be an ugly game yes Tennessee plays at a decent pace but they're going to be running the ball a lot Chicago just doesn't look good recently and hasn't looked good for a while I'm I'm mostly just going to stay away there's too many good games on this slate here yeah Allen Robinson's fine I, I think he's certainly someone you can look at here um, Montgomery is like a three down back but there's so many running back plays that I like more than him this week. Um, that's like, I think the biggest issue with playing David Montgomery. So really I'm with you. I think Allen Robinson's the only guy that I have interest in here. Um, the Tennessee side of things, I don't really like anything here for Tennessee, maybe Smith, like as a tight end play, but Corey Davis, I, I think is a little underpriced um, for his upside, but overall, like this isn't a spot that I love the Titans. Yeah, it's pretty much just Henry for me. Um, he might go a little bit under-owned. Anytime he's under-owned, I end up playing him. And he's had touchdown in, what, five straight games? Had multiple, multiple touchdown games. Like, this is not an easy matchup, so people aren't going to be on him. But he can go off for a huge game any given time, and it's come to that point in the season where he just starts to dominate for some reason. So November's here. Derrick Henry, if he's not going to be heavily owned, play him. If he's going to be heavily owned, probably fade him. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. It, it's crazy. Like, I just don't love this spot for Henry, but I completely understand why you would play him. Um, low on 
Derrick Henry with two touchdown upside is always in play. Uh, Lions and Vikings, 52 and a half total here. Minnesota favored by four in this game. Uh, let's start here with the Lions. You know, Minnesota defense, I, I would say they, they've gotten a little bit better, but it's more getting better against the run. Like this, this defensive line kind of stinks. And honestly, like they're allowing a ton of fantasy points to the passing game in general. Um, Kenny Galladay not going to play. Marvin Jones, Marvin Hall, Danny Amendola. Hawkinson, like, what do we, what do we like here, Grant? I think my favorite one is probably Marvin Hall. I'm guessing that this is going to be a very chalky Marvin Jones week, and we saw what happened earlier on the year with Galladay out and how Marvin Jones ended up doing. Yes, he had a two-touchdown week last week, but that just happened to be circumstantial. He only got seven targets, only had three receptions, 39 yards. He hasn't broken 100 yards all season long, even though Galladay's been out for a lot of it. But Marvin Hall and Danny Amendola are sitting there at 3.8 and 3.7K. Marvin Hall had a decent amount of targets last game with seven. I think this is a great spot for Marvin Hall at his price tagging to get a little bit different from going off of Marvin Jones. You can stack up this game very well. Like you said, Minnesota's been bad versus the passing game and a lot more improved versus the running game. They were one of the worst rushing defenses in the league at the beginning of the season, but they've turned that around a little bit. It just happened to be an outlier. Over the last four weeks, most points given up to a quarterback fifth most points given up to tight end, six most points given up to wide receivers. So that plays out perfectly to Stafford. They're a four-point dog, which means he's probably going to be throwing the ball a bit more. Play Stafford, play Marvin Hall, play Amendola, play Hawkinson. Marvin Jones is a guy that I'm going to be fading based on where I think his ownership is going to be at right now, which is very high. If he's going to come in at lower ownership, fine, throw him in there. I'm not saying that he's not projected to be a decent play. He's projected to be one of the better plays on the weekend, but it's just when ownership is like that and he hasn't shown a ton of upside this season with Marvin Hall coming in being a little bit better and Amendola with the ability to steal a ton of targets, I think that it's a perfect spot to just fade Jones and go with all the other passing pieces for not a lot of money. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Um, I I don't think I'll end up fading Marvin Jones. I'll have some exposure to him, but – I like the Marvin Hall price. Um, I like Hawkinson. I think Hawkinson's a great pivot here. Like, this is a team that has really struggled against tight ends. Hawkinson had, what, 10 targets last week. He's getting red zone looks. Um, You know, his high-end targets have been a thing. Um, So I think he is certainly someone that can score a touchdown. And a pivot off of, like, a Kelsey or a Waller, some of these guys that could potentially be popular this week. So... Uh, the Minnesota side of things, Detroit can't stop running backs, and Dalvin Cook's one of the best running backs in the league. Um, coming back from injury, had 30 rushing attempts. Like Dalvin Cook is a, a top end, you know, top three running back on this slate. So, um, what are your thoughts here on Minnesota? Yeah, yeah, no, Detroit giving up the second most points to opposing running backs. They're a favorite. Cook's going to get the volume, 30 rushing attempts the last game, had multiple games over 20 rushing attempts, being targeted a decent amount here. He's the main guy I'm going with. I don't think I'm going to trust any of the wide receivers. I don't have a problem playing Thielen or Jefferson. Jefferson's price is getting up there a bit. So I, I, I just think that this is a Dalvin Cook spot here. I have to wait and see where ownership's going to be, but with this price tag being at 8.2K, some people might shy away from him a little bit, even after his massive game last week. Going to wait and see where things go. But he's had over 17 points in every single game this season. Two over 25 and one, obviously, last week, 48 points. He's probably the top spend up on this slate here. So Dalvin Cook, absolutely a guy that you probably want to try and get into your cash games at this point. And a guy that is very, very in play for tournaments in this great matchup. Um, 
Thielen, Jefferson, I think these guys are fine. I, this is a Dalvin Cook game for me. So uh, hopefully I'm not like too overweight here. <laughs> like I just um, I, I love Dalvin Cook in this spot. Uh, Carolina Panthers, Kansas City Chiefs, 52 and a half total here. Kansas City favored by 10 and a half. Um, you like anything here for Carolina? It sounds like Christian McCaffrey is going to be back. Yeah, so I'm fading McCaffrey. I'm fading the Russian game probably. I don't know how much Mike Davis is going to be involved in it still. So it's, it's, it's a tough spot here with McCaffrey coming back to really go with anyone. We wanted McCaffrey because he played every single snap last year and he at the beginning of the season was playing every single stack snap it's not going to be the same thing here yes kansas city has been bad versus the rush like it's a bit of a rush funnel but essentially i don't think they're going to be able to rush the ball too much and they might have a little bit more of a split backfield here just because mike davis played so well so i'm fading the rushing game i don't mind the receiving game actually like kansas city has been fantastic versus the pass so far this season one of the best pass defenses in the league but we got more you got anderson you got samuel you got a lot of guys that are going to get a decent amount of targets here i think there's a spot where people are going to largely overlook it carolina only has a 21 point uh implied team total but i could easily see them passing ball a ton later on in the game that means a lot of targets on full ppr sites i like to like dj Moore and robbie anderson ridgewater last three weeks hasn't thrown over 30 pass attempts but this week, I think that ends up changing. I think he's going to pass the ball a lot because they're going to be coming from behind. I think this is a spot where you can target some of the pieces. I wouldn't target multiple of them in one spot, and I don't think a full game stack is the best idea in the world, although I'm not fully against it. But I think Anderson or more easy one-offs here in this game that could end up going for a massive game. Yeah, more Anderson. I think Christian McCaffrey is just too expensive for not knowing. Like, all the unknowns – of paying $8,500 for a running back when we have so many great running backs um, on the slate. Like if you're playing the season long and you have Christian McCaffrey on your team, you're playing him. Like it's no question about that. It's just, we, we play a salary cap format and in salary cap formats, it's tough. Like um, I did, I did some underdog drafts earlier this um, like yesterday, last night um, while I was watching all the election stuff. And, like, I was getting Christian McCaffrey kind of late, and I liked it. So, um, the Chiefs side, Grant, like, I I think this is a great spot for Kelsey and Hill. And, you know, if you want to take shots on Hardman and Robinson, I don't hate it. But I don't know what to do with this running back situation now. Like, I just – I might not even touch it anymore. I mean, the only time to really touch it – I mean, there's enough good plays on this week where you can really go – enough different spots where it's not really worth it to go with either of these running backs here. I mean, the timeshare has been pretty consistent between the two of them. Neither one of them had had over 10 rushes since bell came into the picture. So even in a spot like this, where they're projected to be ahead by a decent amount and Carolina's giving up a lot of points to opposing running backs, there's too many other running backs on the slate. And it's not like you're getting giant price savings on either of them. So I'm staying away from the running spots here entirely. Um, yeah. Hill, Kelsey, it's the Chiefs, 31 and a half implied total here. Either one of them go off for a massive game. Mahomes is Mahomes. He can go off for a massive game at 8.1K. That's a little bit tough to pay for him, uh, but he always has the massive upside and four or five passing touchdown, 400 yard game in him. So I don't mind any of that. I'm not going out of my way to do it, but just like every single week, I'll have one or two stacks of KC. Yeah, like, um, Man, it's just it's hard not to 
like Patrick Mahomes here either. Like this is a this is a good spot. Like defensively, it doesn't look great when you look at like fantasy points allowed, but like if you look into like the DVOA stuff here, like this is a great spot for the Chiefs. So um I like the Chiefs in this one. Houston at Jacksonville, 50 and a half total here. Houston favored by seven. Um what are your thoughts here on the Texans? The Texans against Jacksonville. Jacksonville has been absolutely horrible versus the pass pretty much all season long. They're one of the worst teams in terms of DVO. They are the worst teams in DVOA versus the pass. Like there's a beautiful spot here for Watson. Take Cook, take Fuller, take anyone in this spot here. The Houston pass offense is going to absolutely crush here. Use them. It's that simple. Jacksonville's terrible as far as the running back situation. David Johnson is fine at 5.6K. I expect him to get a decent amount of ownership. He just hasn't really had the volume you really need, and he hasn't really had the outputs you really need all season long. But it's against Jacksonville, so it's absolutely a spot where he can go off. But I, I favor much more the passing game here with, with Watson, with Fuller, with Cooks. Yeah, I, honestly, I don't hate David Johnson here. Uh, Jacksonville's a bad defense in general. Um, Cooks, Fuller, Cobb. Watson, I think these guys are in play. The tight end should be back here. So kind of eliminates play in those guys with uh, both of them healthy. On the Jacksonville side, uh, Jake Lutton going to get the start here. Um, was it Oregon State quarterback rookie? Um, what do we expect here? Like, this wasn't the plan. Like, the off week, Minshew was practicing. Um, Minshew hurt his hand. Like, what, what do you think here on the Jacksonville side of things? I have no idea how Lutton's going to do. I love Robinson. I think he's going to go under on. He's 7K. The guy is getting a ton of work and has been all season long involved in the receiving game, involved heavily in the rushing game. Houston has a horrible rush defense, 27 in the DVOA, giving up the third most fantasy points to opposing running backs here. I don't know if they're going to let Lutton throw that much. Um, so I'm probably going to use a bit of him just because his price tag i drastically prefer robinson but if you want to just go with a full-on stack here it's not the worst idea in the world shark is sitting there at 5.2k he can go off for a big game at any given time and chenault 4.2k better than that price tag and he's going up against one of the worst passing defenses in the league here so i this is a spot where you can use any one of the jacksonville parts i think i would side with Robinson, I think there's a game you stack up based on how you think the game script's going to go. You're going to think they're coming from behind, stack up with DJ over on the other side and take uh, the passing game here. If you think that it's not going to be uh, them coming from behind, it's going to stay close. I'd go with Robinson, and I'd go with Robinson a lot. I love Keelan Cole here. Um, so, Lutton has one of the better arms, like, coming out of the draft. Like, he, he guy has a cannon, and, like, when we look at, like, the percentage of air yards on this team, it's not even close, Grant. Like, Keelan Cole is the air yards guy. Like, Chark is under 10%. Chenault's at, like, 13%. Keelan Cole's at 34% of the air yards here. Like, if they let this guy take a couple deep shots, I expect it to be the Keelan Cole. Um, big play, two cheap guys. Like, you start plugging in Lutton and Keelan Cole stacks, and you can do anything you want with your team so i don't hate it um and, and like i'll have some 
like Watson stacks on the other side, run it back with some Keelan Cole. But I, I do think Chenault's interesting. I think Robinson is a fantastic play. But I think Lutton at 4,900, listen, I, I've played worse. Um, you know, so, and like, I love this situation, right? The Jags are one in six. This isn't a, a perfect opportunity. If this kid goes out and throws for like 300 and they upset Houston here, that like Minshew doesn't get this job back. Like they're going to want to see what Lutton has next week. So, you know, it, it goes back to last year. Like this is the same situation that Minshew was in with Foles last year. Um. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, more you talk about it. Like I really like that cold call. Yeah. Write it down. Don't forget about it. Um, <laughs> Broncos and Falcons, 50 total. Atlanta favored by three and a half. Grant, you got to talk me off of like in Denver here, man. Um, like Noah Fant seems like one of the best plays on the slate. Yeah, he probably is. And I like Judy, too. I mean, it's going up against Atlanta. Atlanta has a horrible, horrible defense, as we know. They have played a little bit better in recent weeks, but – like this is a spot where I think that Locke ends up having a pretty good game. He's only sitting at 5.2 K. He ha- showed some decent stuff last week um, after they got down huge. So Locke, Judy, Fant. I mean, Judy's been getting a decent amount of targets. He hasn't really showed huge upside, but we know he has the talent. He hasn't been horribly consistent catching the ball, but still 10 targets last week versus the Chargers. He's sitting at 4.7 K. And Fant, Fant just always gets a ton of targets. He hasn't had that huge reception yet. Like last season, I don't know if you remember, you probably do, but he had multiple big plays. And watching the game last week, there was multiple ones where he ended up dropping it or just missed barely. So Fant is an absolutely fantastic play. I'm right there with you. I want to play him. I want to play Judy. I want to play Locke. I'm staying away from probably everyone else, but those three guys are going to be a consistent spot in my rosters this weekend. Yeah, if um if Tim Patrick doesn't come back, I think you can add like KJ Hamler as a potential option. But Judy and Fant, I don't hate Drew Locke. Like if you want to go like Locke, Fant, Julio, or Locke, Judy, Julio, or something like that, like I wouldn't talk you off of it. Um on the Atlanta side, like Denver has been giving up more and more fantasy points to running backs over the last few weeks. Um, but I don't think this is a spot I want to play Gurley or Hill. It's starting to become like a two-headed monster more and more and more. I, I think this is a spot you take shots on like Julio, Ridley, Hurst. Uh, what say you here for Atlanta? Yeah, right there with you. Uh, Ridley, I think, missed practice today, if I remember correctly. Um, just came out not too long ago. I'm double checking here, but I believe, yeah, he does not practicing today. So if he doesn't end up playing Julio is a fantastic play at 7.2 K he's been playing great the last few weeks. Um, he's the main guy to go with gauge is probably going to be a bit underpriced at 4.5 K if Ridley's not in there, but not overly excited about him. It's, it's, it's pretty much just Julio. I'm fine with Hurst. I'm not going to play a lot of them, but uh, it, it's Julio for me. And I don't think I'm playing right at all. I really don't think I'm going to play much girl either. New York Giants, Washington football team, 42 total. Washington favored by three in this game. Uh, do you like anything here for the Giants? Nope. <laughs> um, no, Washington's I, I been good it. on defense. Yeah, like this is a game like, you know, I don't want to be like super quick here, but this is a game I just don't love. I think 
you're playing anything from the Giants, it's like Evan Ingram. 19 targets over the last two games. Like Sterling Shepard has 18 targets over the last two games. Like those guys. That's it, really. Um, on the Washington side, I could see, you know, taking shots on McLaurin uh, coming off of a bye. I think Allen will have a little bit more time with this offense now. So I don't, I don't hate McLaurin here. I, I really like McLovin. Um, you know, he's going to get 10 plus targets. His price tag, 6.5K, like has big upside, doesn't have a ton of downside. Giants have not been great against posing wide receivers, have not been great versus the pass. McLovin is is a great play here, and that's really all you want from this entire game. Yeah, <laughs> like, you know, Antonio Gibson's a guy that I always have in, like, by player pool, but not this week. Like, I, I love so many running backs this week. He's not going to make the cut for me this week. Yeah. Uh, Las Vegas Raiders, Los Angeles Chargers, uh, 53 total here. Chargers favored by one in this game. Um, how the tides have turned so much for the Chargers since like Herbert has taken over here. Uh, what do you like here for the Raiders? Uh, Jacobs mostly. Um, I mean, I just D- Jacobs Waller. Like, I don't really want to trust any of this passing game, any of these wide receivers. Like, I know Aguilar has been doing a bunch. But he had a off game, obviously, versus Cleveland because of the weather. I don't hate Aguilar, but really, it's it's just Jacobs and it's Waller. It's that simple. The Chargers have been decent versus the run, but not great, and they've been giving up a lot of points to opposing tight ends. So that's just where I'm at with these guys. That's all I want to use from this offense. That's pretty much it. I love the over in this game. So, like, when I'm looking at this game as a whole. I want to get stacks. So like, I don't want to sit here and say, I'm not going to have any like rugs or Aglar, but mostly looking at Jacobs and Waller here. Like I will probably have a lot of Herbert Allen Waller stacks. Um, that That's kind of how I want to approach this one. I love this game. Let's talk about the Chargers side. Grant, I already kind of talked about it. Like how do you not love Keenan Allen at this point? Like he's, one of the most consistent receivers. He has a 30% target share on the season. He's playing 86% of the snaps. Like this guy is just, you're playing him. Yeah. I mean, he's my most owned player this entire season and it's not remotely close. Like I've almost locked in Keenan Allen every single week. And this is going to be no difference going up against the Raiders. The Las Vegas Raiders didn't mess that up. Um, It's going to be a fairly high scoring game, by the way, it was hilarious. As soon as I saw uh, the Broncos score last week and I immediately hit the money, pounded the money line and the Broncos plus 14 and Chargers keep doing what they're going to do. So if you're watching the game, Chargers are probably going to be at 14 points to begin the fourth. Just hammer the Raiders line. The Raiders win this scoring 21 points in the fourth quarter, just so you all know it's going to happen like it does every single week. But yeah, right there with you with Herbert Allen. I like Henry here. It's not a great spot, but the, uh, Raiders have been a little bit worse versus the tight end over the last four weeks, uh, giving up the second most points. I think that he's a decent guy to go with at 4K. He's going a little bit underpriced because he hasn't performed as well as he should, but the touchdowns haven't been there yet. I think there's a spot where he ends up with a touchdown, so a little bit underpriced, but Allen is absolutely one of my favorite plays on the entire slate, as he is every single week. He's going to do well here. Allen, Her. Herbert, Henry are the three guys I'm going with. If you want to go with Mike Williams, that's fine, but I think last week was a little bit of an aberration with how well he did. 
Allen is his go-to guy, and it was just a weird situation where Mike Williams had a better game. He focuses in on Allen a lot more. So uh, I'm not playing Mike Williams. It's Henry, it's Allen, it's Herbert for me. Now, if you want to get off of Allen and like just make your Charger stacks different, I think that's when you could take a shot on Williams. Um, he's cheap enough that if he scores a touchdown and gets you know six catches, he could definitely be there. Um, I don't even hate Justin Jackson here. Like the Charger or the the Raiders, Las Vegas Raiders um, have really struggled against the run. So if you want to be different with Chargers and you want to go Jackson um, and you want to play like a car stack with Waller or something like. Uh, I think that's it's in the cards too. Steelers and Cowboys, 41 and a half total. Pittsburgh favored by 14. Um, listen, they're going to smash the boys here. They are. It's no question. Um, it's just really like they have a 27 point implied team total. And I think they're going to be a little lower owned, Grant, just because everybody expects this game to be a massive blowout. Like, what do you, how are you approaching Pittsburgh here? Uh, I'm going to play a decent amount of Connor. Um, Johnson, Claypool, Juju, any of them can have a decent game. Ebron can have a decent game. But just with how everything's going to go here, I think that's going to end up being Connor just hammering the ball later on in the game. Dallas has not been good versus the run this season, 29th and DVOA. They're going to, not be on the field a ton going up against the Steelers defense. This is going to be an absolute route. Uh, it's James Conner is a fantastic play here, and I'm staying away from the wide receivers just because I think this is going to be a blowout. But it's Conner, and it's the Pittsburgh defense if you want to pay up. I haven't even looked at pricing for defense, but I'm fairly certain that they're probably they – They're $1,200 more than the next defense. They're 4900 yeah, I mean, on DraftKings. Let's be honest – there's a decent chance that that ends up in the Millie Maker lineup. Yeah, like they're going to be lower owned just because they're so expensive. Um, You're going to get it, like yeah, forty nine hundred for a defense grant. Like that's that's like the same price as Andrews and Noah Fant. <laughs> it's it's I, I still want to say it's worth it. I know they might get there still. Like they, they still might get there. Like they might be one of the highest scoring players on the entire slate. There's always a chance that they get like six sacks, two pick sixes. I know it's a very variable, but it, it's Dallas going up against possibly the best defense in the league. Um, as far as like the Cowboys go, like this this situation is so hard to predict right now. Garrett Gilbert and um, Cooper Rush are gonna like split like reps all week in practice and like one of these guys is going to start like i'm probably fading the cowboys here like if i if i play some pittsburgh guys maybe i run it back with like a gallop or a cd lamb or something but overall i don't see myself using a lot of cowboys here i could see using cooper um just because of his talent there's always a chance but i'm not using zeke against this run defense I, I is, probably will stay away, but Cooper, like at five point six k, there's always a chance that they just hammer him with targets coming from behind, and he ends up going off. So Cooper's a guy who I can see using. All right, we finish it out with the Dolphins and the Cardinals, forty eight total. Arizona favored by five in this game. Uh, what are your thoughts here on Miami? Uh, I love them this week. Like 
I love Tua. I love Parker. I love Preston Williams. I love Gasecki. Like this is just a spot where I think they're going to go largely overlooked because of how Tua played last weekend. But that was his first start going up against Arizona, second ring pace team in the league. Decent offense, but or decent defense, but not great. I think that this is a spot where Tua actually has a big game. I'm not giving into recency bias and seeing him only get 93 passing yards in the last game, only 22 attempts. It was against a decent defense, and the game script was heavily in his favor. Gaskin might be out, so it looks like Breida might be the chalk running back here. And I don't know if I really want to mess with that. Like, I get Breida's not a bad running back. He was the guy that was expected to possibly be the main guy here. But even with Gaskin out, it's super chalk. I don't know if this is entirely a spot where he ends up getting there. So I'm targeting the passing game because I know people are going to be on Burita. It's a nice leverage play. Play Gusecki, play Parker, play Preston Williams, and win money. Yeah, like, honestly, Burita missed practice on Wednesday, too. That came out right before we started the podcast. So, like, this could be a situation that they have to rely on Tua throwing the ball a little bit more against a very fast-paced Arizona team. So, like, I wouldn't be shocked if we see, like, 35 passing attempts here for Tua, um, which is a huge difference. I would like, be surprised if we have more. Yeah, like, you said it. Like, last week, you know, game script-wise, Miami scored a defensive touchdown, got a stop, and then ran a putt back, like, in the matter of, like, five to ten minutes. Um, so... This is a spot that I think Tua is going to have to throw the ball more. And then, like, on the Arizona side of things, like, Chase Edmonds against Miami defense. Um, Miami defense has been playing better against the pass, like, here recently, but they still rank last in DVOA against the run. And Chase Edmonds with with uh, Kenyon Drake not expected to play. Like, this is just the spot we've been waiting for for Chase Edmonds. Chase Edmonds is my favorite raw points play on the entire slate like is he gonna be chalky i have to assume he's probably gonna be yeah 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 like we saw what drake did the last few weeks of the season being the workhorse back in this offense he was the top running back the last four weeks of the season three weeks of the season whatever it was last year like Edmonds is getting a ton of pass game work Edmonds is going to get all the rushes Edmonds is too cheap at 6.8k like if we're talking raw points i may take him over dalvin cook I would take him over James Robinson. I would take him possibly over anyone on this entire slate. I am that high on Edmonds. Not a lot of ways he ends up failing. You're right. Miami's rush defense is terrible. Game script is good here. Edmonds, I don't care how chalky he's going to be. I might go 100% Edmonds this weekend. Listen, I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna certainly talk, talk you off of it. I think this is a fantastic spot to play him. So, um, yeah, I don't really have much to add. Like DeAndre Hopkins always in play. Um, you know, Arizona coming off of a bye, so maybe a little bit fresher here. Christian Kirk, uh, a lot of targets, a lot of routes run here recently. I think he's certainly an option too. I think Kyler Murray's, you know, definitely the guy. We, we like kind of. Skipped over Murray because we like Edmonds so much, but I think Kyler Murray is in play. 7,800 when Russell Wilson's 7,600 seems like a lot, though, um, for what it's worth. You know, just throwing that out there. Uh, anything else from this one, Grant? 
Now I'm probably fading the passing game and just like it may end up killing me. I get the leverage spot, but full on Chase Edmonds this week. Not going to argue. Um, let's play the morning grind game and then we'll get out of here. Give me a quarterback to throw for um, 300 plus yards here. Josh Allen. I like it. Yeah, it's it's. You know, I'm not going to argue with that one. Um, give me under the radar, Derek Carr. Like uh, give me a low owned running back to score a touchdown. Oh gosh, that's tough. Who's? It's it's so tough this early on the week to figure out ownership, but. I don't, I honestly don't know. You got someone in mind yet? Um, it's the guy that I was going to say, I don't think he'll be low owned. I don't, I don't think David Johnson to be low owned. So give me Justin Jackson. Do you think James Conner will be low owned? Mm, maybe. Uh, either him or, yeah, I'm just going David Johnson. We don't have ownership. Uh, give me a quarterback wide receiver stack for a touchdown. I, I'm going to go with DJ Moore, Teddy Bridgewater. All right. I like it. Um, I'm going to go a little off the board here and go Stafford Hall. I like that. Uh, wide receiver for eight plus targets. McLaurin. Uh, I'm going to take Keenan Allen. Yeah, that was the easy one. I left it for you, sir. Tight end for a touchdown. I'll give you Fant. I'll take Hunter Henry. I am definitely going to take Fant. Like I said, I think he's my favorite tight end playing. And then give me a defense that's going to score 10-plus points, not Pittsburgh Steelers. (laughs) Um, Gosh, this is a little bit of a tough one here. Uh, I guess I'm going to go Titans. Um, let's see. I'm going to go with, uh, the New York giants. Okay. <laughs> I don't love it, but they're cheap. So I hope they score more than 10 points. Uh, Grant, any final thoughts before we get out of here? Lock in Keenan Allen, lock in chase Edmonds. I don't care what the ownership is. All right. Well, Grant, we'll see you guys next week. I won't be here the next couple weeks. Um, so it'd be fun. And, um, you know, hope you guys have a great week nine. Good luck in your contest, and we'll see you guys again next week. Hey, kids.